like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined, as always, by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, we are hours away from the Lakers beginning their regular season. It is opening night day. It is... uh, just joy and anticipation is in the air. Everybody is thrilled to get this thing going. Nobody is is at all critical of the offseason that the Lakers have had. Nothing really critical to say, to be completely honest. Uh, the Lakers are, are are probably, I don't know, what do you think? Title favorites, do you think? Would you would you go that far? I, like dynastic yeah, favorites? No. Like, I think we're on the verge of a dynasty here, right? No, I, I actually, you know, so the reason we're recording this so early before the game is because we know I how this is going to go. Organizing, I am organizing a riot outside Staples Center just for them to let us in early. We just want to get in the, yeah. oh, sorry, not Staples Center, the crypt. Um, <laughs> uh, we, uh, you know, we just want to get in early, just celebrate this team, shower should them we start with our calling love. It, should we start calling it the TBD arena? Because, like, I don't know how long crypto is going to be. That's what I, this is what I've been saying since the name came in. This did not feel like a long-term name, despite the deal <laughs> announcement. So I've just been going with the crypt, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, I mean, it's where the Lakers hopes have gone to die so far. So it's, it's fitting. <laughs> Look, Jeannie has never made a bad business decision as it pertains to the Lakers. She's never brought questionable input as far as like mascots or anything like that that's never happened or you know like just like who are the current players into adam levine let's get him to recruit lamarcus aldridge you know (laughs) that's never happened um all right i I guess i guess that's about as far as i can go as it it, you know in terms of blind optimism and and no yeah we gotta look the lakers are undefeated right now we may be the last podcast on this feed while that is the case so you know it's possible. I'm actually predicting they win tonight, but it is possible that they lose. It would be all right. So that's that's essentially that brings us to what we're going to be doing on on tonight's show or today's show. We are going to be uh, going through the various outcomes of tonight, of the first week or so, um, the beginning of the season, all of that. We're going to go through a few scenarios on each uh, to preview what the conversation will be around those outcomes, right? Uh, so you mentioned it. We'll start there. We'll start optimistic. We'll say the Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors. Uh, or do you want to do it handily? Do you want to say they beat them handily? Maybe not a blowout, yeah, but go. like they, a seven. They won by 20 in this scenario. That's about okay. as optimistic as I can get. I, th- I right. think 20 is probably the they upper limit. They beat the breaks of off of the reigning champion Golden State Warriors. Uh, yeah. A few things that might actually go into that. So Golden State um, appeared to hate each other. So, you know, you have that going for you. I personally was dismissed. I was surprised when it only took until the second quarter for Draymond to Jordan Poole to get into a fist fight on the court. And yeah. I honestly can't believe that it spilled over into the stands. That was, you know, <laughs> I'm guessing a 30 game suspension for Draymond at least. <laughs> but not from the Warriors. The Warriors are just going to, you know, no, sweep a 30 it under game the rug. suspension from his TNT deal. The Warriors are fining him $5,000 and suiting him up next game. They need a center. <laughs> 
<laughs> he will not appear. His podcast will be suspended until further no notice, but he yes. is still going to be Colin playing. Colin Cowherd has suspended him. He came down hard, five-game suspension yeah, from don't, the volume. Don't worry, though. Steve Kerr thought long and hard about this, and he, you know, Steve Kerr, he who has an opinion about everything, um, thought long and hard and thinks it's best to no comment on, on the Draymond Green situation. Well, he just saw someone named Jordan punch a teammate and was like, okay, this is normal. This is, is what NBA teams do. A day that ends in Y. Yeah. Uh, and then, all right, so so Draymond, Jordan Poole, they get into a fight. Andrew Wiggins actually tried to join in, but he's so skinny uh, that that Draymond actually slingshot him into the stands. So, like, it, you say it spilled into the stands. No, it, Andrew Wiggins was literally spilled into the stands. The Lakers just beat the brakes off of the Warriors. What's the conversation surrounding this, this incredible 20-point win? Should we be a little worried that they only won by 20, given the scenario that we just laid out? They could have won by more if Kendrick Nunn like had it, started. Well, they also just couldn't hit a three still. And so they built the lead because the Warriors <laughs> were playing three on five. But it was just they, you know, the Warriors were able to kind of make a little bit of a backdoor cover just because Steph hit a bunch of threes in the fourth. Draymond, Draymond actually uh, started shooting on the Lakers basketball because he's so terrible at shooting. It actually hurt the Lakers. They went on a great right run, in, you know. Yeah, he, they went on a great run. Draymond started shooting on the Lakers basket, and the Lakers actually asked him to stop. Like, hey, That was you... actually Raymond Green. Uh, it's Draymond in a fake mustache wearing a bootleg Lakers jersey. Oh, yeah, after uh, he's he been... checked himself in. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, Draymond Green gets kicked out, reverses his jer jersey, like takes it off, reverses it, and walks over to the Lakers bench. And it's just a LeBron jersey. It's not even like his last name on it. He just... Yeah. Chris Haynes breaks the news that clutch. I mean, the Lakers traded for for Draymond Green. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's it's just a, a, a giant, incredible development. Amazing um, night all around. I would say. All, yeah, that Draymond actually pawned his his championship ring as he got it. He was actually taking offers while he was walking up to get it. Just just you know, you don't get you don't get drama like that anywhere else. You don't. Yeah, no, I mean, again, making the Lakers look like the stable organization they are. It's just, yeah. you see that dysfunction going on in the Bay, and yeah. Lakers 20-point win, are they the title favorites? It's up to you. <laughs> all we can do is ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's say things don't go quite so well, and the Lakers lose, we'll say the, the exact opposite. They lose by 20. Um, how, do you, how do you think this goes over on the internets? Well, I mean, you can't judge the team till Troy Brown Jr. is back. I think the <laughs> Lakers, they're just missing a big hole on the wing. That was a guy that they were expecting. I'm going I'm to say 40 minutes a game from, okay? Like, Based I'm on just, roster just construction, I can't, I can't disagree. Yeah. And, you know, they, they were missing Troy Brown Jr. Dennis Schroeder's out. It's hard to judge the team without him. Yeah. You know, their main starting point guard. And so, you know, it's just like, like, you know, Russ had the thing where he actually like tripped getting off of the bench because it wasn't part of his normal routine. And so he's going to be out, you know, he's day to day <laughs> um, and, you know, just made sure to like let reporters know on the way out of the arena that, you know, normally he just walks over to the starting lineup. And so he's fine. But, you know, those chairs, they're a real obstacle when you're no, coming he, off the bench. He actually and, he actually hurt himself standing up and standing near other players for a huddle. He like, yeah, it's he's not, not used to that. You know, it's again, it's not his routine. And so yeah. we have to respect that. And the Lakers are honestly clowns for trying to get him to change any single thing about his game <laughs> and the way that he interacts. And so, you know, 20 point loss probably deserved. Yeah. 
20 point loss could have been could have been worse you know LeBron and AD I thought looked great combining for 50 points on 20 shots it's just yeah. nobody else like each, it could each hit they, they actually both had they didn't combine for uh 50 points. actually combined for 100 points on 17 shots and the Lakers still lost by 20 um kind of you know, you got to wonder if the officiating is going to be a problem this year, given how many free throws they got uh, to get to those totals. But, you know, it was actually a seven hour game. It was it was actually the only game LeBron has not complained about officiating once. He just got every call he thinks he deserves. It he was, was just thanking them, thanking them all game. Yeah, thank he shook you. all their hands on the Incredible way out of the job, arena, everybody. despite the result. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's say the Lakers win tonight. But not by 20. They win by like five or seven. Yeah, you know, I I, I thought I, I I would I would assume in that scenario, like team looks pretty good. Uh, LeBron and AD looking solid. Russ comes in and plays, gives them a nice little spark, either off the bench or in the starting lineup. Um, yeah. You know, Kendrick Nunn appears to be the difference between playing champion and we really shouldn't have entirely. judged last season without none there. Yeah, the, as I've been saying all along, the uh, tw the 2021-22 season starts now. Still can't and, be judged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah the Lakers I'm, are now retroactively undefeated in 2021-22. None was the missing piece. Yeah, they actually they benched Russ for the last five to seven minutes, and, and the Lakers went on a 15-0 run and <laughs> <laughs> took care this of business. We are now trending into like our most realistic scenarios uh, for how they get like a close win like this. Draymond Green actually applauded as he could, like he just said like Wow, well done, everybody! Great, great yeah. work." He was yeah. cheering during the Lakers run. Yeah, <laughs> from the bench. GD Bus, like every time the, the the camera panned to her, she's just flipping off everybody just to. Just defiantly say, I told you Linda had this. I told you she's a genius. I was kind of amazed that the cameras caught her in the upper deck seats that she expensed on her tax return. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, they're in, they're in Oracle tonight. So, uh, No, I, she'll still or not be not Oracle, whatever the new name oh, is. Chase? I don't think it's is it Chase? Yeah, Chase Center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as as Damon Rangula called it, the, the world's most expensive coffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because so, they debuted it, the, they debuted it during the gap year when everyone was hurt. Um, yeah, oof, yeah. He got he got kicked off the radio for that. He was in the middle of like a radio call-in show. No yeah. way. Legendary clip. You got to see it if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> He's so nice. He's yeah. the nicest person. I know. No, he's an incredible troll, though. That's the thing. He is. Um, but yeah, I mean, in this scenario, if if the in seriousness, if this were to actually happen, I think yeah. it's the Lakers hit a good amount of threes. AD looked amazing. LeBron looked amazing. They got enough like shots from everyone else. They were able to kind of cobble it together defensively. LeBron looked engaged. Really wanted to make a statement on opening night. Mm -hmm. You know, the Warriors. You know, if we're being honest, this scenario probably requires a little bit of a championship ring night hangover, which is, yeah. you know, that is sometimes a happens thing. all the time. Well, less than see, I was under the impression that that was true just off of memory. But uh, Ali uh, Ali Kosell over at the Bird Rights uh, actually mm. did the uh, math on this. You want to guess opening a defending champions record on opening night over the last. Uh, 100? Yeah, I'm trying to find the record no. here. 100 years. It'd be. Yeah. It'd have to be like 20 years, right? Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is throughout the history of the NBA. Um, oh, you want to guess? 
what the what the record was? They're like, I don't know. They're like win percentage is like 65, 6, 650. Seven, 78 percent. Uh, wow. 59 and 16. That so, is way higher than I thought. Yeah, way higher than I thought. Uh, so Yeesh. thank you, Ollie. Uh, well, most of those teams aren't coming back from Japan. Well, no, but the, most yeah. of those teams aren't coming back from Japan. That actually is something that, um, the came back from Japan like three weeks ago. I think I, Hey, I am not one to judge anybody for having lingering effects from, from that long of a trip. That is, yeah. that is, you know, Draymond is getting up there in age. Clay Thompson still, I don't think did Clay Thompson play in the preseason. Not much if he did. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Dream, you know, Jordan Poole had to ice his face the whole way home. So, like, I just think, yeah, I just think it's 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 a lot. It's a big ordeal that, that these guys this went is, through. You know, I know that we've been joking around a lot this podcast. This is the scenario that I'm picking. I do think that the Warriors are, you know, just between the weird vibes, the weird preseason they had, you know, combined with, you know, the emotions of ring night and maybe being due for a letdown, like the Lakers – You'd think that if there was a game that they'd want to come out and like play hard in and start strong, like LeBron and AD, we saw how hard they went last year on opening night. Like they're going to want to make a statement on national TV. I like, I actually do think the Lakers are going to win tonight. Okay. Uh, we'll get to the, the, the last of these scenarios here then is that the Lakers lose in a, you know, closer game, right? Five, they lose by five to 10 points or so. Um, this is the this is the, the line. The line on DraftKings, I believe, the last I checked was plus six for the Warriors. So I think the, oof, man, I don't know or what minus I would bet six there. or I don't I don't understand odds, but the Warriors are favored by six. I think I would do. I think I would just bet on the Warriors money line. I don't think I would give. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel comfortable giving points here, but. Uh, yeah, I think the Warriors... It does feel like it's not going to be that close. I just... I feel like these games are rarely that close on opening night. Maybe. I mean, I. you never know. Like, it, it, the scoring is down usually at the beginning of the year, right? Especially, like, you know, LeBron and Clay um, and Anthony Davis. Like, those guys didn't play very much in the preseason. So there's going to be a rust factor. There's a rust factor, too, which, which you know, is something to take into account always. Um I think the I think yeah I I would probably predict a close-ish Lakers loss in that five to ten points range, and um, yeah I think I think what you're talking about LeBron and AD I think they're going to look really good. Um, it's going to be one of those games that like Raj is going to hop there on spaces and say how did they play so well and how did the Lakers speaking still of lose? which Raj debut spaces after tonight's game or debut regular season one I guess they yeah. gave it a test run the other night right yep we had a soft launch the other night on Saturday which shouts to everybody well, the Lakers man. made it a bit softer uh, with their <laughs> result in that one we still had like four five hundred people in that in that thing so shouts I to guess Lakers that's true I mean rage it. spaces are a thing so yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, that's the, those are the ones where you get like NBA fans who just want to hear Lakers fans go through it. And you did. Yeah. Aaron and I just like yelled at each other for a good 20 minutes. Um, if, if the if they lose tonight, I'll hop in and like I'll melt down. And we're just telling everyone that's a real fan of the pod feed that it's a bit. Um, but we yeah. can like watch people clip it and promote our show. Actually, I'll, I'm going to earnestly demand that they trade everyone. Like, yeah, no, I, I'll be the I'll be the optimist. Okay. I'll yeah. be the optimist, and then you okay. do you you go you go scorched earth, and so and those we see of you listening goes. to this, you're going to be in on the bit. You're going to love it. We're going to let, let's rake in that sweet promo, like clip it, you know. 
yeah let's lose our minds i can't wait to see people like <laughs> their reaction to this that's gonna be incredible I, i'm uh, ready for this yeah well, all right i mean only if they lose but you know the the conversation around the the lakers losing though is like you're talking about how did they go into the season with with this roster how is russell westbrook still there how did rob palinka get an extension after last season um what do we, how, you know, are, are they letting Darvin Ham down? We know that they're letting LeBron down. Um, Anthony Davis, you know, went to the locker room at least once over the course of this game, I think. Um, and people have questions about that. I think, uh, yeah, this is, I think, my most realistic scenario here. This is how I think this is going to go. Let's expand this out a little bit, though. Let's, uh, I want to look at this and look at, you know, the first five or six games or so, which are tough, right? The Lakers, let's look at, uh, they start tonight, Golden State, Thursday, the Clippers, Sunday against um, Portland, and then Wednesday. Nah, at, that's not it, that tough. It's their, I, I think it's their one, like, winnable game in this yeah. opening stretch in these first six games. Then at Denver, at Minnesota, and then Denver at home. And then they have New Orleans, and then, they, you know, finally in November, you have to wait for a game that you do feel legitimately confident about, and that's against the Jazz on November 4th. So, one, Feels two, like three, they're probably gonna win four, that one. five, six, seven. We'll do the first seven because, yeah, I agree that they're going to, I think they're going to win. The, watch them lose that one. Um, <laughs> that would have, that's what last year's team would have done. Yeah. I mean, not, not. Last two overtime games to the Thunder in like the, the first two weeks. Unbelievable yeah. performance art. Well, I mean, they—that's when we all kind of knew, right? Last season was probably going to suck because they had such an easy stretch to open the uh, open the season, and they went like five hundred. They treaded water. Like, oh no! It's like oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So first seven games, though, again at Golden State, home against the Clippers, uh, home against Portland, at Denver, at Minnesota. Um, against Denver at home and against New Orleans at home, those first seven games, are you predicting one win? Seven and oh. Let's do, all right, we'll do, we'll do uh, scenarios here. So the most optimistic version of this is the Lakers going seven and oh, absolutely ravaging every team that they're going against um, in this opening stretch. They look like this is the, you know, on the precipice of a dynastic run. Um, what's the analysis there? Uh, I think AD is going to win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Comeback Player, or, and Most Improved Player. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, him being able to shoot 50% from behind the three-point line is just unfair. You know, on seven attempts a game. Yeah. That's just, it was, I, who saw this coming? He was bubble AD. It's crazy that, you know, for all of these seven games that they won on this home streak, um, all of the arenas were actually put in a bubble, and, and the Lakers just went off. It turns out that like that lethal shooter thing right after he said he hadn't touched the basketball <laughs> since like April, like that was not yeah. uh, that was not just like a paid Instagram post like see I'm yeah. in the gym. Like he actually he's he's putting the lethal in like he's the no. lethal shooter now. No, this is actually this is what happens when he works with lethal shooter and picks up a basketball earlier in the offseason off season than he usually does. Yeah. This is what Anthony Davis would look like if he practiced in the in the summer. Um, let's say they go four and three. They, you know, they beat Portland. We'll say they beat Minnesota and then, you know, they split against Denver. They win tonight. Um, they're four and three. 
they get out of this honestly this is all you could possibly ask for really like this is the lebron looks like an mvp candidate again and, and anthony davis is just incredible and, and russ has been killing it against yeah. bench players yeah and well you still all right quick quick tangent from the game that we're playing yes do do we think russ starts comes off in the that bench? scenario no, no no like in in no in in real life <laughs> okay <laughs> uh yes i do because i believe pat bev said on his podcast today that russ is starting you believe pat bev he has yet to steer me wrong is there because uh, i saw some people saying that there were reports that russ wasn't star who reported on this uh i haven't no i, I mean no one said i don't know no one that i saw reported definitively yeah. that he was they just said it was a real possibility which, right. I mean, I'm sure that that's what they were hearing. I just never bought that. Look, the Lakers, the Lakers going seven and zero is a, is a real possibility. It, it <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So I, I'm with you. I think he starts also, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. The Lakers immediately look good when uh, Kendrick Nunn comes into the game. Yeah. Um, all right. Back to the game. So the Lakers uh, four and three in the stretch. LeBron AD look incredible. Russ buys into this bench roll. And, um, and again, uh, Kendrick Nunn is just once again showing to everybody why the Lakers banked their entire season on his return last year. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if this team had Trevor Ariza? They'd be probably <laughs> unstoppable. Or Troy Brown. Yeah, or Troy Brown. Sorry. Troy for Ariza. <laughs> uh, all right, let's say they go... They go three and four or like two and five or something like that uh, to, to open this season. How did that go? What led to you that? Know, the slate's been tough, but there's a good team in here, Anthony. Okay. Okay. Where's the good team? Can I see uh, it? Well, you Can know, it come again, out? well, they're waiting on Dennis and Troy Brown. The good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, and then they go. Oh, and, and you know, now that they're moving Russ to the bench, I think there's room for hope. Like new, new look Lakers. <laughs> The, the actual we believe Lakers. They had to give him a shot, and now they're going to try something new. Yeah, yeah. Um, 0 and seven. They go 0 and seven. What led to this outcome? You know, I think they <laughs> got to fire Rob Palinka just to send a message. You know, it's just. Could you imagine if they extended him and then fired him like like a month into the season? You know that that's that's strong leadership right there. <laughs> but you know, I I, th I think we really got to give Kurt a chance. To like now be no. unencumbered by, I I think if if the Lakers start zero and seven, you're gonna really start hearing the rumors of like, you know, Jesse and Joey Buss are, are really they they've they've had a lot of input on this season. <laughs> it's what we would, <laughs> there'd be some leaks from now like we Adrian. know why those were getting leaked so much yeah. this summer, right? Yeah, yeah, Rob they, knew he was secure. Yeah, he just <laughs> hey guys, just but so you know, you know this if, roster. If you Joey hated this offseason, just just a heads up, Jesse and Joey were a, a lot big with part Ham. of this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that's how this goes. 0 and 7, you start to get some leaks um that oh, and then we should do bingo. We should do maybe next time you and I record, we'll do mid season bingo. Because I liked off season bingo. That was fun. Yeah, um, yeah, that was fun. We we should do that again. We should two weeks into the season, we should uh we should do like season going forward bingo. Yeah, right. Um Oh and seven. Do we start getting like? Do we start getting? All right, Russ has to be traded, or do the Lakers use that as an excuse to say, "Well, they clearly aren't going anywhere this year." 
I think it's more of like, well, now the Lakers are kind of stuck because they like they're it, everyone knows they're desperate. So even if teams like want to tank, they're not just going to like bid again. They're not going to go crazy bidding against each yeah. other when they know that the Lakers are desperate. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just I think it ultimately I think Owen seven culminates in like a bad rust deal just because it's like, oh, like we can't like it's panic time. Like we got to try and fix this. Everybody's making fun of us on the Internet. <laughs> I think I think they use it as an excuse to not trade Russ. I think God, that's how that, that would goes. Be so funny. I, they they would say like you know that's what they did at the deadline, dude. That we we you and I were shocked that they didn't move him at the deadline, and essentially they told everybody, look, we aren't going to trade. I, this guy. I don't think I was shocked. We'd have to check the tape on that. I feel like I wasn't shocked that they didn't move him at the deadline. Uh, I was shocked they didn't move him this off season. Yeah. I was not. I, I don't think I was shocked at the trade deadline. We're, it's like that commercial where we bring in somebody and they bring up the transcripts. But I'm pretty sure we yeah. were both surprised. I think it was you like may be right. I think it was more. It was. It's. I think it's actually fairly similar to our response to this off season. I was like, oh my god, they really didn't do it. That, yeah, I, 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 and I think that was basically everybody, including LeBron. It's like, wow, this guy's actually going to be here for the rest of the season, huh? Um, great, <laughs> can't wait. Did this motherfucker just touch my head? Um, all right, so <laughs> let's go. go. Cleveland sounds pretty nice. <laughs> A nice young core there. What? Um, um, is there any more outcomes that you wanted to go over here? We went. Do you want to expand it further? I think we're good on the first seven. No, I, I think we're good. I think this is the maximum amount of people of Lakers talk people need, like a couple hours before the game, just to riff, get ready. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like your Lakers happy hour, basically. Like we're, you know, lounge. We're, we're in the lounge. Program programming pregame show. Should we? Let's just really quickly. I think we should say like what's on the line for this season, because that is it is interesting. There's a bunch of people who have a lot writing on this season. And I want to start at the very top of this one. Jeannie Buss, this is the most, this is the most criticism she's gotten in her life. This is the only NBA show where you're going to hear that the most on the line this season is Jeannie Buss and not like LeBron or AD or whatever. Anthony's well, the only one brave enough. Isn't, isn't LeBron, AD, AD I think comes in second, but I think, yeah. I think Jeannie, but this is the most. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I don't think that LeBron is at the top of the list. I yeah. I just like, I, I'm just saying that's where mo- more, most sports shows would go. You're just, yeah, you're sure. built different. <laughs> so, so. Uh, yeah, I think, I think with, with Jeannie though, most criticism she's ever gotten, right? She didn't handle it very well. She said she wanted accountability, got accountability and got angry. Yeah. You know, look, I'm, I'm not someone, I feel like I generally take criticism. Well, this volume of it, I probably wouldn't. So I'm not going to be too it's critical. A lot. It is really loud. Fair. It, it's tough. It's tough to take that kind of criticism, you know, yeah. like about something, especially when you're trying your best. Like no, one I should tell her how to do it. I should tell her my secrets. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I just did a a, a a quick little pod hit for another show, and um, they asked me for like my hottest take that I kind of sort of believe, right? And it's too good not to share here because it was a fun one to see them react that way. But I do think we're going to start to get a few more whispers here and there about like the other bus siblings are interested in selling the Lakers. Jeannie is never going to be interested. But I think the other bus siblings are like, that, that don't, they, that don't, 
Janie, um, Johnny, Jim now too, probably, they're probably saying, you know what? We don't, we aren't invested in this on a personal level. Let's cash out for close to a bill each year. And, and, and I think that's something that like over the course of the season, if it's bad and if the Lakers are bad and, and the noise around Jeannie and Jim, both of them failing to live up to their father's expectations and legacies legacy. Um, I think, I think that's the thing that we start hearing this year. That's why I say Jeannie has the most at stake of, of basically anybody involved because she got held accountable, didn't like it, didn't respond to it very well. And that accountability isn't going anywhere. And one way to be like the ultimate way to be held accountable is to have her siblings come up and say, Hey, we're sick of being insulted, having our name, you know, drug through the mud by the loudest fan base in arguably American professional sport. The irony of Jim complaining about that would be very funny. Be amazing. Uh, like if he was one of the ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that aside, I do not think that that's inc- I, like, I don't think it's off the table or anything. It just, to me, I did a little bit of research on this last year for silver screen and roll to find Lakers yeah. website. You can read. It's really um, hard to sell, like to get them to sell. Yeah. So y- they would need a majority vote four of the six to, uh, to sell. Yeah, so you have one of one of Jesse or There's Joey. Jim, Jim, just for as a reminder for people, uh, yeah. and because like Jerry Bus really wanted us to be confused in these uh, discussions, <laughs> the but the six Bus children with a vote are Jim, Jeannie, Johnny, Joey, Jesse, and Janie. Yes. So, um, I think Janie, if if it was put to a vote today, based on like you know some of the reporting out there and some of what you hear. Janie would vote. I'm going to guess you're not getting four of six. No, you're not. No. Well, because Jesse and Joey stand to take up the mantle. If, if so, I think they would want to bite at the, at the apple before, but I do think Janie would vote to sell. I think Jim would vote to sell. He has gambling debts that he has like apparently to take care of. Allegedly. Um, and then you have, uh, and then Johnny, who has never wanted to be involved with the Lakers, um, all that Johnny. Much, so. so Johnny confirmed has wanted to uh, to cash out, but Janie, the most recent, and she does not talk a lot, but the yeah. most recent public comments that she gave to ESPN in 2017, when Janie executed the exodus cool. of the older mm-hmm. siblings, uh, was that she, you know, that she does not want to blow up the trust. She's living a better life than she ever thought she could live, and it's all because of her dad's hard work. And she does not want to, like, mm-hmm. you know, mess that up. So. Yeah. You know how else you could live a, a better life than you ever thought? Selling the Lakers and taking well, out your yeah, share. Well, yeah, and she said, you know, the thing that, sucks is that her her share does not pass to her children, and yeah. so you know, maybe five years later, that started to be more of a consideration. But mm-hmm. um, as of right now, it's it's hard for me to imagine based on what they've said. All right, next person who has the most on the line this season is AD, and I think the, the list kind of stops here. LeBron, LeBron's a made man. Like I, yeah, I mean, like like LeBron will get criticism if this year does not go well, but LeBron's like standing in the NBA is not going to change. Yeah, AD's very much is. He he went from coming out of the bubble. He went from is he the best player in the NBA to now is he in the top twenty, and that's that is insane in two years. That is one of the more precipitous drops that I can really recall, and. You know, he has, I think he's done a profile and he sat down with the LA Times 
He has uh, done a similar thing, I believe, with The Athletic. They are doing, he, he is working overtime to make sure everybody knows that he understands what's on the line for him this year. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of executing on it and, uh, you know, his body allowing him to. So, you know, it sucks. The injuries are, are, are you know, both of the injuries that he suffered last year were freak ones. I, I think some of the injury talk around him is kind of, has reached a, a very ridiculous, Ellie. yeah, a, a very ridiculous decibel level. But also, he hasn't been around. And now he's nursing already before the season even starts. He's nursing uh, a sore back, apparently, that made him miss time in the preseason. So, you know, part of it is staying healthy, but another part of it is just playing better. I didn't think by 80 standards last year, and they're, granted, I have very high standards for Anthony Davis. Uh, I I thought it was a bad Anthony Davis season last year, like outright bad, even when he was, you know, out there and and all of that stuff. Uh, And he needs to be flat out better on top of being healthier this year. And if he isn't, you know, the Lakers start thinking about moving him. Does LeBron think about giving the okay to move him? Um, so, cause you know, LeBron wants to, to do some more winning. I think it was interesting this year when Kevin Durant was, his name was in, in trade rumors and stuff um, that, you know, there was a lot of, you know, the Lakers could include Anthony Davis. Like it was a lot of that being floated out there by people who, you know, know something um, and, and I think, you know, if that is framing this season that the Lakers essentially could have included Anthony Davis in a trade for, for Kevin Durant didn't, and that might cost them in, uh, Kevin Durant, the opportunity to bring in Kevin Durant. Uh, if, if that is the way that we're looking at the season, I don't think, I mean, Jeannie for, for, for all the reasons that I talked about, but AD is really close to, to Jeannie as far as what's on the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in terms of just his standing in the NBA, his uh, the way that he's viewed outside in the community. Like, you know, the talk of him being like a top ten, you know, top five player is gone if he doesn't perform this year. Yeah, not all yeah. time. Like, I mean, in the NBA currently, like right now, obviously that does not exist. But there's still the possibility for him to play his way back into it. Where mm-hmm. you know, if he doesn't show out this year, that's not coming again. Yeah. What would it look like? What would showing out look like for him? Depoy conversation yeah i think that's i think that's the bar passable three-point shot doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be as lethal as uh we discussed but it's got to be passable and you know just i think like a lot more kind of taking the ball to the basket you know these kinds of things like potentially maybe leading the lakers in scoring uh you know if i think yeah uh i I think that's on the table given the way they're going to try and feed him yeah i well I, i think I think him breaking out looks like him finally being the better player between him and LeBron. Yeah. LeBron and is not 40. Because LeBron like declines because AD like jumps yeah. up a level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, and you know, anything short of that puts the Lakers in a really tough spot. And if AD can't be the best player on a team with a 40 year old LeBron, then that's not the Anthony Davis that the Lakers, I think thought they were he's, trading for. He's turning 38 this year, Anthony. We Damn near are, 40. I'm rounding up. The, like, the thing that we are not going to do here, you know, and that you, I think, don't want to start the slippery slope of is rounding people's ages up. Okay. <laughs> By that standard, I'm thir- I'm 42. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, right? Yeah. You're what? Like, uh, I turned 36 next week. So, yeah. It's amazing that, like, you and LeBron are the same species, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
and that we I have mean, a life where you, people who look like you and me can sit here and be like, you know, I don't know if LeBron's looking that good this year. I think I think you have more in common than me with than, than you know as it pertains to LeBron. I mean, the height certainly, like the verticality, yeah, yeah, hairline, hairline is right there with LeBron's. Fair enough. Yes, that, yeah. <laughs> I did notice that you that you shaved today. Like you're you're all clean cut. Like you're. Uh, I I well yes I was I knew I was going on live broadcast and it was time yeah. to uh it was time to you know go home again. I let it kind of grow in a little bit over the off season. I wasn't doing video stuff as much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got to be a little more on top of the shaved head than I have been. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of live video, tonight is a nationally televised Laker, Lakers game. As that is the case, I will be doing a pressure cooker for the last five minutes of that. Right after that, Raj is going to be going live on Spaces to, to recap the game. Um, Harrison and I won't be doing any kind of recap uh, on, on our, our show. But as you guys just heard a little bit ago... He and I are going to go on Raja's spaces and have a little bit of fun. And, and, uh, I, oh, we, yeah, we said that on air. I, yeah. I legitimately forgot that was an on air discussion. <laughs> should we tell Raj that, like, what we're thinking about doing? No, or should we absolutely just blindside not. Him? No, we definitely do not. I want to see how he reacts. There's no way that he's going to listen to this before the game. And we need to see how yeah. he reacts in real time. <laughs> all right. So, with all of that said, unless you have a misfortune to, to report, you know, I actually do. I, at Silver Screen and Roll, the blog that I have plow- proudly ran for the last <laughs> nine years, you know, speak it. We were talking about coups earlier in the show. Sabrina just posted today that she's the editor in chief. Hell yeah, Sabrina. Let's go. Yeah, she just like got me out of the paint. It's just like I was trying to shadow run the site <laughs> with none of the responsibility, but all of the power. And yeah. she just declared herself EIC. It's unbelievable. And and gave you some shade in the in the head in the deck, right? She called me a giraffe. I'm her <laughs> boss now. This is unbelievable. Ironically, still not my boss. You got a promotion, still not my boss. No, I I, I still am not in charge of you. People think that's a bit. It's really true. In the org chart, Anthony is on a different branch. Now. <laughs> All right. I keep trying to get promoted so that I'll be able to fire you, and it just keeps not <laughs> happening. It's unbelievable. Like, you keep moving up, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's somehow, but it's somehow, some just way. To clar- I think I just I just did a training this week. So just to clarify, that was a joke. I do not yeah. actually want to fire Anthony. Um, <gasps> <gasps> That's, I, we need to, we need to isolate that clip. <laughs> like that is going to be in the intro of this show. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode. But no, it, it just, sorry. In seriousness, you know, Sabrina did announce that she is taking over Soul yeah. Screen Roll today. Follow her on Twitter at Sabrina JM. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find all of her info on the site. Wonderful intro post talking about how she grew to love the Lakers. So Lakers. good. She man. is a longer time and even more legitimate fan than I think either you or I uh, at this point. And Maybe. yeah, know, well, yeah, um, certainly at this point. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, like just just beautiful intro post. She's an amazing writer. I know she's going to do an amazing job. Really excited for her and really excited for this team that she's continuing to build and mm-hmm. I think have some new additions on. And, you know, if Anthony can start getting all their Twitter ads right, then, you know, we're going to be <laughs> off and we're going to be off and roll. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> but yes, absolutely want to echo all of that on Sabrina. She is going to kill it in this role. She is so she good. She is now Anthony's boss. So you, uh, <laughs> like, all complaints forward them to her now. 
people are going to take you serious. <laughs> I, I haven't lied once on the show. Of course not. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you later tonight.